Welcome to the Counter Programmers, our continuing mission to seek out and discuss interesting television projects and their showrunners to get at the heart of what makes us human. Maybe, just maybe, we'll become more human in the process. I'm Jason. I'm Paco. And this is Raised by Wolves, Episode 2, colon, Pentagram. Ta-da! Do you ever listen to Pentagram? I've heard yeah, a couple yeah. songs. They're uh, they're not bad. The lead singer is kind of apeshit. He was at um, Psychofest. The lead singer of a metal band is apeshit? But he's kind of apeshit in the fact that he's like 80 and was arrested a couple years ago for like punching his mom. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's metal. But, uh <laughs> If you tell me that he, like, killed a goat or burnt down a church or was a Nazi, I would be like, well, yeah, it's metal. Like, well, I, it, 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 he's, he looks almost like, which I hope I'm talking about the right person here, but um, he kind of looks like um, the, the Ark of the Covenant was open a little too long. And it and melted. He's trapped. His face. <laughs> he's trapped. <laughs> he's trapped in a thirty-five millimeter of it somewhere in the big warehouse. Like, yeah, Bobby Liebling, 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 crazy, great show though. They're they're kind of funky, but yeah, pentagram. I I, I prefer hardograms. God damn it! Why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so episode two, and this one was directed by Ridley Scott as well. Um, it's the story of a robot named Mother who is bringing up five well-adjusted kids who were on an arc that was blown up by Mother. I don't want to have to pay for this jingle. That's why I'm... Uh, yeah. And then... It's the story of a recently repaired android named Father. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they with- became the Braised by Wolves family. <laughs> <laughs> God is dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, this I episode's... guess, just like starting with that cold open, I was kind of blown away by how long the cold open was. Like, it was yeah. 10 minutes into the episode or thereabouts before we got the uh, Raised by Wolves title sequence, which I didn't expect to get at that point. Um, but I have to say, I really 
admire this show's commitment to kind of not necessarily following the structures of TV and kind of doing their own thing. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, this, the opening kind of just fucking rules. Uh, you know, these two atheists (laughs) steal the identities of these religious people and like get this badass plastic surgery and like field dress rats and like learn to pretend to be religious, which reminded me of when I was in Catholic school. Um, the whole thing was elaborate and well-constructed and like finding out they had a son they had to pretend to be the parents of, uh, well, I mean, that's also, there's a lot in the first 10 minutes. No like, kidding. Um, it almost feels like the, what I really like about it is the kind of world building that reminded me of like the opening of Terminator 2, where it wasn't just like, oh, here's Arnold again real quick. It was like a skull being crushed under like a Terminator mm-hmm. foot. And it was like, holy shit, that's what it turns into. And so like going back to Earth or, or uh, not Earth, but... Uh, was it, or that was New Boston. It was yeah. like 2165 or something. Uh, the Red Sox lost, uh, you know, yeah. all of these. <laughs> Even <laughs> the thing about New Boston is it's basically <laughs> the same as old Boston. <laughs> it's a bunch of uh, religious fanatics uh, killing each other over petty arguments. Yeah. Um, I saw the town. It's basically the same movie. Um, totally. Yeah. But it's it, it reminded me of Minority Report too because it was mixing the like surgical nature of like the skin grafting for the faces. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's just like it had such a it was surprising to see it because I was thinking okay they're just going to be on Kepler B and we're going to just be going forward. Mm-hmm. To go backward and then figure out oh that person you were introduced to is not really that person. And then what masks do you put on to hide for safety, even if it's behind the guise of faith and how quickly you become a mother because of said decisions. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot, of course the movie or the show was called raised by wolves, but parenthood in this episode was especially kind of a huge theme between being a father, um, being kind of uh, man's, um, and I say man, like in the shitty, like a human, humankind, yeah. um, like it's the, uh, you know, humankind's power over the machine and how Campion um, begins to think independently and trust flesh and blood more than his mother. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of interesting dynamics that took place in this episode. Um, but I, I especially just enjoyed kind of being introduced to the power that man has over androids like they pretty much uh uh the characters mary and caleb who then turn into sue and marcus Mm -hmm. they they come across this they're like uh scavengers or whatever and they come across um this uh android and then like rescue him bunny ears when really they're you know making him or making the robot or the android like do this procedure so that they can escape earth and go to, uh, you know, to the it's interesting. And obviously there's so much going on that they can't dwell on it, mm-hmm. but, um, they're 
giving up who they are. Like they're mm-hmm. going to have to live in this religious group for the rest of their lives. So conformity. Yeah. And they're giving up their identity in every way. Their face has changed. Like they can't use their own names. And, um, you know, uh, Sue seems to have way more of a problem with it. Um, Marcus slash Caleb, it's like a survival thing where he's pretty okay with it pretty quickly. But, uh, I, I don't know how you can address it, uh, particularly because we don't even know if Sue is still alive. I imagine she might've not been on the arc or something, but, um, how you address that going forward now that the arc has been destroyed and there's just a few of these, uh, they worship soul. Do they have a, a actual title? Because uh, there's the, the different or they're is, or the, is that... I think that's the overall religion, but I thought that could be like one of the orders in it. Uh, I think you're right, though. I think Mithraic is the name of the religion, and soul is the deity. Yeah, I think. Oh. Um, I mean. It's it's kind of fascinating. I mean, they're hopefully going to give that child Paul a chance not to have a mullet. You know, this is a big opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the sci-fi future. You know, yeah. I imagine mullets have made a comeback once you're. Yeah, and it kind of looked like Future Man on Hulu. Did you ever watch that show? <laughs> no, uh, I looked dumb. I guess... it's kind of dumb fun though. Yeah, it's got a lot of people I like involved in it, but I don't know. The ads just sometimes the ads do a horrible job selling a show. Um, yeah, but those ads, I was like, oh, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how? So that's a good segue into Paul the Apostle. Are you familiar with Acts and New Testament a bunch? I went to Catholic school for two years. Fuck yeah, so you don't know... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I know enough to know that I know basically nothing. Okay. Um, because Especially because I paid no attention to any religious class. Um, Do you but, have to incorporate Catholicism into, uh, like, PE, for instance? And this is a total serious question I, I'm asking. No, uh, it's basically normal school, but, you know, in addition to having, like, English and history and music and stuff, uh, you have uh, religion. And when I was in high school, I, it was, like, a twice-a-week class. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I think it might have been daily. I don't remember. Um, but... You know, everybody had to do it, even the kids. Uh, me and my friends were like the kids. I wasn't kicked out of public school, but I left public school uh, for similar reasons to being kicked out. Yeah. Uh, um, and Conscious uncoupling. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my friends were like the kids who had brought knives to school or uh, been kicked out for other reasons. So we were always just fucking around, not paying attention in these religious classes. Um, so uh, I basically know almost less than if I hadn't gone to Catholic school at all. 
Um, really? Yeah. Do you think you just, because that was what you were supposed to do and you weren't interested anyway, that it was kind of like, I'm not paying it. Like, this is dumb. Yeah. It was like, I don't want to be indoctrinated. I'm not going to fucking listen to you. Tell me about it. How you've like corrupted who someone who I think is actually pretty cool. Like Jesus, the guy versus Jesus, the symbol in the Catholic church. Uh, one of them's really cool, and the other is an excuse to uh, steal tons of money from uh, native peoples around the world for centuries and cover up horrific uh, abuses of all kinds uh, up until including the modern day. Right now, <laughs> like, yeah. until um, currently. <laughs> somewhere yeah so uh, i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm not a fan like, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining you as like a 12 year old class clown in religious class just going like well judas I'm, would you kill would you you know what would you do you know you're just kind of like heckling characters I, from the bible you're like pontius Pilate. he wasn't I, a pilot i don't know he's a conscious i was a smart ass like that uh i in eighth grade we were taught by a nun and um the nun was pro death penalty. I remember because we were arguing about that, and hmm. that's actually not consistent with the teachings of the Catholic Church. Um, and so I was like, "So why do you get to pick and choose? Like it says, yeah. thou shalt not kill, and like it's pretty easy." Yeah, it's an easy uh, I don't know that because that she uh, she's not going to kill. Like, well, that's the loophole. Is I'm not going to do it. Yeah, we as a society are going to do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. She also said that, uh, like, one of the sacraments, mm-hmm. I think it is, is you have to go to church every Sunday. Uh, unless you're, like, physically incapable of doing so, which, obviously, these days. But even if you have to drive, like, 300 miles to step inside a Catholic church, you have to do it every Sunday or you're going to hell. Um, and that shit sucks. Fuck uh, that. Commitment issues. Right? Yeah, like, is, you're saying that God, if let's just say there is a God, he's literally waiting on everyone going like, oh, you didn't make it that one time, Greg. Yeah. You know, that's, it's, it's so fucked. It's basically just, it's an archaic form of like proto-government control. that was used to keep people in line when we didn't have the more advanced system of control that we do these days. And, you know, we're getting very off topic, but <laughs> well, actually we're totally on topic because it, Paul is curiously the name of the, the kid. And if I'm, it's not that I'm a super Bible scholar, but he was one of the apostles that spread Christianity like crazy after, you know, whatever happened with, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I think the second most important figure because he introduced Christianity to a bunch of people. He wrote like half the new Testament, including acts and what, Thessalopians. And um, I think he might have been the one that was originally a guy who went around attacking Christians and then on the road to Damascus became a Christian because one of the apostles did that. Mm. Uh, and I think it was him. So if a character is named Paul, it's possible they will have a change of heart. And there's also just an interesting moment too where it's like Paul um, is dead, but um, 
the Beatles. Um, <laughs> sorry. So uh, Paul is has this little mouse, and he still has that mouse even on like Kepler B. And there's a there's a really interesting scene where Campion is um, asks to like hold it, and mm-hmm. the kid, well, Paul like gives him gives it to him. And it's almost like this purity of like passing on religion. Cause there's, there's a, I feel like whatever, I don't think there's going to be a twist or something, but I feel like there's a lot to the idea that the kids are the main sort of totem. Like one of the kids is named Holly, uh, which is, it's, it's called like, I mean, it's around Christmas is with Holly. I think it's called Jesus thorns or the thorn of Christ or something like it is known in some parts of the world. Like you have Campion, which I think Campion is a, uh, I mean, not to go into like horticulture and stuff, but I mean, I think speaking of evolution was one of the species of, of plants that like uh, Darwin examined and, and okay. it's part, part of like a certain line of, of species of plants, but is also known to be androgynous and, and able to like reproduce asexually. Interesting. I think. So I'm also just like, it's the idea of birth in this show where you have mother rebirthing father after she deprogrammed him in the last yeah, episode. After like death, it is, it does it's, have those Christian ties in, in the birth. And she, of... when she's attacking people, she's in the, uh, kind of crucifixion pose. Hanging. Yeah. She's yeah. kicking it. She's in the kicking it, the Christ kicking it pose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also, you know, there's the breathing method moment uh, with uh, Marcus and, um, well, I mean, C- Caleb and Mary during, like, I think Mary is about to have the procedure mm-hmm. and uh, Caleb, like, holds her hand and, and is saying, like, breathe, you know, and it's almost like it reminded me of, like, a birthing scene because they're creating these new identities mm-hmm. and you're in, and, you know, mother is called a necromancer in this episode. And so I was thinking like, what's the difference between raising from the dead and creating new life from something? Yeah. I hope it goes more into that because my interpretation of that is that mother and father weren't designed to take care of the kids. Originally it was more like they got rebooted to do it. And so there might be some underlying programming beneath that, that Mm. is why they're acting differently. Cause father was a, uh, what did he say? Like a support, like a C3PO type deal. Yeah. And, and even one of the other kids from soul is like, Oh, he's a model, whatever. Like your, your mother like would eat him for breakfast or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. you're kind of, that's, that's where it starts to shift a little bit too, because Campion is like, I, he's, I don't know if he's manipulating his father to like, you know, Hey, find out where her eyes are. And like, he's trying, he's, he has this mistrust or distrust of these androids that raised him from birth. Well, I think and, he trusts father, but he's just seen mother kill like almost all of what's left of humanity. So I think that's gotta be a pretty shocking moment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, which, you know, speaking of which, Amanda Collin is awesome. Like she, she has this really otherworldly, almost alien quality to her 
mm-hmm. where she almost has this naivete of like a child at times. Like there's a moment in the igloo where they're, she's going through all these possessions of the children that previously died and she's reliving these things and the way that like she lingers on objects and the way she holds objects and the way that like she doesn't blink and her face and expressions are so open. Mm-hmm. It's so vulnerable that you forget that she's this, you know, uh, L- L- Lamia, like an- Android, you know, death ray sentence, like mm-hmm. death sentence. Um, and it's just interesting because it creates this complexity where I am constantly not knowing where her scenes are going and it, and it leaves me kind of on edge. It's kind of, it's the, uh, you know, shark and jaws momentum where it's just like when she's on screen, yeah. you can't help but watch her. I mean, she's, and like, she's so unpredictable too. Like she yeah. killed all those people and kind of maintained that same expression. So yeah. you, you kind of know what she's feeling while at the same time you don't know what she's thinking and i think her performance is what really makes this show go uh because i mean it's a show about or with a ton of child actors and that is terrifying to think about because uh kids suck um (laughs) It's not their fault, you know. Yeah, they're, it's just, they're just idiots, and they don't know anything yet. Uh, I still suck. Yeah, dude. You know, I'm not even a kid anymore, and I suck. I've, you know, I've done the Meisner school of acting shit, like, and I'm probably a worse actor than any and all of those kids. I almost certainly am, <laughs> but uh, you know, they're just not as competent with their instruments yet. Even though, like, yeah. these kids are pretty uniformly good, like. I would say Campion feels like one of the weaker ones in this episode. Um, I, I agree, but I almost think that it's, it is the conformity thing of he's kind of, there's a group of kids that are suddenly in his life now. Mm-hmm. And I think father is even like, uh, they're, they're talking and uh, father is just like, who's played awesomely by Abu Bakar uh, Salim too, who I think is like, he was in one of the Assassin's Creed games as like a voice actor, but I think this is one of his first major roles. And uh, like you're seeing the dimensions of like this little kid is maybe they won't like me and mm-hmm. you know, father going, of course they're going to like you. You're human. And that's kind of where the show is going for me, where the, one of the older kids, um, there's just a lot of great world building shit because like even Campion is like, I've never seen kids this big. Yeah. Um, like there's all these little scenes where it's like, this is fascinating. And like it's surprisingly well written in that the kids are kids. And I say things that kind of make me roll my eyes, but don't go as far as being annoying. Like Hunter bragging about how huge his IQ is is like yeah. something you would hear on any fucking playground anywhere in the world. Um, yeah. And they don't like dwell on it too much. It just feels like one of those nice little observed moments. And it uh, leads to my favorite thing about this episode, which is mm. father telling bad jokes. Um, yeah. He's basically fucking data, dude. He's yeah. like data dad. Um, yeah. And I really think Abu Bakr 
is killing it as well because there's like a anti-comedic timing in how he tells these jokes that takes oh yeah like it's a difficult needle difficult thread to needle um yeah because you have to have it's like basically the equivalent of a good actor playing a bad actor trying to play a good actor but for comedy and that's so many levels for a performer to try to have to deal with that it it's impressive he pulls it off and he's got a dad joke charisma well I'm, i'm always kind of blown away when you get to know the actor versus the character that they play like there was an interview i think it's on youtube i, I can't remember if it's like a variety or it's it's some it's it was shot during covid because everyone's on zoom or whatever mm-hmm. but he's com- he could not be the more opposite of his character which obviously he's a fucking android yeah perfect body in a in a sperm suit walking around you know <laughs> south africa but um I, I love when you see the contrast of what a real performer, like what their personality is like in real life versus who they play, because that's what makes like monster such a great movie with Charlize Theron is not the makeup. I mean, the makeup certainly sure, but it's how do you take this charismatic, amazing, like just who she is. She's a badass. How do you, I don't know. Maybe that's, are a, you that's saying Eileen Gernos wasn't a badass? <laughs> a bad comparison but I, I don't know you know what i mean though like uh it, it's it, that's what shows how good he is and there's little moments like that too where he's kind of the person that is on campion's side in a way that is um uh it's unconditional like caring for him because that's his true mission versus I think that mother has some, it's not an ulterior motive, but there's something in her programming that either mm-hmm. like haywire or, or uh, I don't know. There's something like, I feel like it's going to be him pitted against mother at some point more because I mean, they already went to fists before. Yeah. It, there's definitely that tension and Campion is feeding into it because he keeps begging father to like do something about mother because she is, the annihilator of most of what was left of the human race. Like that's kind yeah. of a huge fucking deal. Uh, Bless her heart, by the way, that's, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. The scene between her and the, uh, abused like teenager, yes. uh, who was talking totally. about how she killed the like teenagers rapist, right? Like that would yeah, be the she... term for, having sex with someone who was in cryosleep right yeah it was like she was talking about like that she wasn't even the only survivor of this mm-hmm. horrible shit and that you know uh that seems interesting because this is after she's separated like mother separates her from the other kids and she reveals that she's pregnant from that assault mm-hmm. and in a scene where you're kind of expecting mother to don 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 like be a mother, she you can tell that she's an android in the way that she is in that scene because it's not this compassion or like understanding. It's she's listening to information. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's such an it's just an interesting theme that plays throughout the show so far. But that that stood out for sure. Um, and it's it's also interesting. I'm not thrilled 
uh, just like throwing sexual assault into shows if there's not a reason for it, even if it's off screen. So I hope that whatever comes of this is worth it. And the like idea of having to carry someone you hate's child because there's no one left in the world, basically, uh, and you need it for the gene pool is a really interesting ethical dilemma of like, I mean, I don't even know what kind of abortion would be available, but I imagine mother or father would be able to perform something. Uh, well, it's the only also like, and I, I don't mean natural birth. I mean like a biological birth mm-hmm. context in the show that someone's not coming from an embryo thing, not coming from, getting rebooted again like an android it's literally like she has a a, like an embryo in her growing Mm -hmm. and that's kind of an interesting contrast and i think that that further underscores the so far i'm kind of confused about the show just in what i should be looking at because on one hand there's all these great scenes like uh the kids are about to pray before dinner and mother's just like, no, we don't do that shit here. Like you don't pray. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like reverse weird shit of how many times I would go over to like kids houses. And I I grew up like Jewish, but I, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, going over to like an atheist, but going over to like friends houses and saying like grace was, was strange. And to me when I was a kid, so it was weird to have that reversed and gone like, if I did had you a ever have friends, parents, did you ever have them put you on the spot and be like, well, Jason's the guest. So he should say grace tonight. Uh, that happened to me a few times and it fucking sucked. Uh, I, I think I went to a friend's house during my divorce or my divorce, yeah. my parents' divorce. Uh, and it was like, he's not a Christian he's going through something dark and he's Jewish. So how can we convince him to like that Christianity's cool? And it was the most awkward sleepover of my fucking life of trying to be witnessed by everyone in the fucking house. And like, but, um, uh, but the, the, the interesting thing about this show is that (laughs) (laughs) it's, 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 it's the idea that, for one, these um, these religious uh, group of people, instead of saving everyone, or in uh, if there is a god that is deeming the earth earth's destruction, mm-hmm. they're saving a collected number of folks that believe, and those are the people that are saved. And it's just such a like monumental kind of contrast. And it's the idea that, hey, of those people that were saved, there's still fucking awful hypocrisy in these assholes that attacked this kid. Yeah, you know? and I that, mean, that's it, the scariest. It it's the idea like that, hey, it, the best of the best the didn't dude was earth. like the equivalent of like a bishop. So yeah. like, you know, the kind of people that would go and get on the ark leaving Earth uh, are still... But then, like it doesn't matter how it goes all the way to the top, the hypocrisy and the hideous. It's also humans. Humans are fallible or, you know, like, I mean, it, it's just, it's the idea of like, uh, in this episode, Campion also witnesses a miracle 
and that's seeing his father again. Mm-hmm. Like when they, when he sees his father, he has this look of joy and a miraculous, like it was a Hallmark moment. And it was like, are they trying to suppose that, like, is it saying that faith is inevitable, even in a, a sparse landscape where the farm, nothing grows, well, no religion is allowed, episode, even in the, uh, in like the deepest of space that belief survives? Or is it saying that like, you know, I don't I, know. Like, I think it's pitching from the last episode that the more we lose, the more we're drawn to faith. Um, because they were saying that Campion was getting more religious the more of his siblings died. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's an interesting element there. And the world was basically destroyed in a holy war, but where one of the sides was an atheist. So the whole concept of faith versus science seems to be one of the central themes of the show. And it does feel kind of muddled at this point. Like, I don't know what the showrunners are trying to say, but so far it's interesting, at least. Like, I'm definitely compelled to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, um, it's firing all, on all cylinders in terms of, like, it's beautiful to look at. the it, They spent money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, what did you think of the ending then? With, like, that was the most alien-y like alien covenant type part of the show is like these creatures show up and start like, which was awesome. Like when one is crawling up the igloo thing and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of cool stuff, but then it was like, Oh, this is a monster thing. Like it kind of took me out a little bit. Not that it wasn't cool to see mother go crazy, but there weren't any animals for all these years. And then these things show up. I don't know. It feels like something that's going to be drawn further into the plot but at this point it felt kind of like a thing for convenience to give mother her weapon back her eyes back um yeah yeah i thought the sequence itself was good like it was well executed for what it was but it was the least interesting part of the episode for me i was much more interested in the world building and the character dynamics um i also kind of feel like Marcus's stuff moving forward is has the potential to be interesting, but I'm less invested in that at this point than I am with all the androids. Now that he's dealing with these other Mithraic people, like we'll have a chance to learn more about who he is as a character, I guess, because so far all he's really done is get owned and then fall part of the way down a hole. He's not yeah, that a great was... antagonist yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost like a birth of some kind too, because he clings to a rock that's near the one of the big holes that go to the core of the planet or, or whatever has been assumed mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's hugging the rock for warmth because there's so much like heat emanating from that hole, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um and he's in a fetal position. And then like the creatures randomly are like fuck this guy just kicks him down the hole or whatever and you're like okay what yeah um and at the end of the episode he's rescued but then you're like yeah i mean it's interesting how the opening of the episode now you like i felt more compelled to know okay who is this guy he's not just some general Mm -hmm. deus or whatever like there's something else going on and there's going to be an 
arc of some kind like maybe he's not the bad guy and maybe he's not a good like i don't know it's it was really interesting but um yeah i can't remember where i was going sorry um oh uh, editor's editor's note for evan that we did it we did it um paco loves star trek he's talking about talking and walking being more interesting world building more interesting than yeah. action and creatures and we did it we did it yeah you guys <laughs> it have worked magic it is true though it's it's getting lost in the textures of this fantasy that you're plugging your eyeballs into the mm-hmm. idea that you can get lost in the mechanics of a new world that looks similar and like these machines are similar like it's all not so far-fetched to the point that it's you know i don't know like uh, it feels it doesn't grounded yeah it's yeah. exactly yeah um so i guess are you excited to see where it goes from here totally i'm uh i'm kind of on board i I was already on board the first episode but i'm trying not to get my hopes up too high because Mm -hmm. i you know i'm i'm hoping that it continues off this momentum because it just keeps creating these awesome questions that i'm like oh lean into that that's so interesting so i'm i'm really enjoying it how how about you yeah uh i loved the cold open um i think some of the stuff with the kids was less interesting to me, but everything with mother and father was pretty fascinating. Um, I am curious to see where it goes from here. Well, have you seen the first three episodes before, right? Or, or is this, are you caught up to where you were last time you... I think I've seen at least the first two and a half, because I remember a little bit of things that I won't go into now. Um... I remember a little bit of next episode. And so I guess uh, we can talk about that next week. Catch us next Thursday. Um, Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and as always, give yourself some love.